This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. 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 Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast that started as a dating project and is now a big new dating project, actually, because we have Olivia with us, our dater, who is generously donating her Sunday evening to record. Hi, Olivia. Thank you for being here as always. Hey, team. How's it going? Good. I like that. Hey, team. It makes us feel (laughs) kind of official. (laughs) Well, today we're talking about your date number seven, Olivia. Is that correct? Or am I making up numbers? It's a good question. It's seven or eight. It's seven plus or minus one. I think it's eight. I think it's eight. I think it's eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely eight. Once you, anyone who's listening, you know, by this time you've seen it in the description, it's it's eight. Well, seven. <laughs> it's eight. But very excited to hear about that. We're also, you know, following up on our spooky theme of ghosting for October because we're oh so creative. And we're going to talk about kind of like what even is ghosting slash is ghosting over still existing. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about some of your questions, things you wrote in. I'll just do my spiel. Thank you all so much for rating in, for reviewing our podcast on iTunes. I mean, Apple Podcasts. Whoa. iTunes doesn't even exist anymore, guys, in any way, shape, or form. Very spooky. It's dead. It's been on the mind, but also, yeah. Thank you so much for reviewing and subscribing. It's so silly, but it means the world to us, and it helps us get great guests on. Thank you for all your worst first date stories and to Olivia for going on dates, but also to all of you for writing in the secret Facebook group and just continuing to shout us out on Instagram or wherever. So at 51 First Dates Pod, we appreciate every little bit of attention we can get because it helps us out. So thank you. Um, also, just very quickly, Olivia, I saw a note in the secret Facebook group about the taxicab confession from your last date, date number seven. Okay, we are definitely on date number eight. Yes, yes. yes. So two episodes ago, Olivia's date recorded his own taxicab confession and we played it in the episode. And someone was like, I want to date him. Did you see that? (laughs) I saw that. I did see that. It got a lot of likes. So I feel like he has some fans now. Yeah. (laughs) I just was like, oh, wow. Okie dokie. I know. The whole time you were describing him, I was like, oh my God, what a fucking cutie. He was, he was really, really a sweet man. Yeah. He was super nice. Um, yeah, I feel like I want to text him and be like, you have some fans in the listenership of this podcast if you want me to set, set you I up. I weirdly was like thinking about that. I was like, where you is he know. based again? Where are these likers based? What can we do? I, um, I feel like people have posted in the secret Facebook group their friends before or brothers. It was like siblings. Someone posted it like someone they knew. Like, is anyone in – I forget if it was Chicago. Like, I don't know. But – that was just fun. And I was like, could we do some real matchmaking? Are we even qualified? No is the answer to that. But guys, I just want us to have a couple of like podcast genesis weddings. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Even as someone who is like feels weird about the institution of marriage, I just think it would be a fun pat on the back for our podcast's existence. So date number seven, wherever he is in the world, maybe there's a dater out there who wants to hang out with him. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like there's quite a few. There are. Um, and <laughs> I think there are some like, I don't want to take too much credit, but there are some people who write in who are in very serious relationships. I feel like some of them more serious than mine who were inspired by the podcast to start going on dates. So like, if you get married, let Liza and I know. We'll be very generous with our gift. We will fly there. Like, we will be there. But if you oh, can yeah, afford us. show up to a yeah. wedding. I love going to weddings. <laughs> I know. Like, I fully will go to your wedding if you invite me. We won't like, be weird. And Kimmy will be my plus one. Kimmy and I have been to a lot of weddings together, and we're great wedding dates. Yep. Because we were – we met through this, you know, in our creative days acting class. And so, all, like, we did not get any plus ones to those weddings, but we were invited to them. So then we were just, like, each other's dates. It was great. Yeah. So we went to two or three weddings together, like, you know, where we're, we're sitting next to each other. We do a good job. We dance. We'll turn the party. I'm I'm making a pitch for people to invite Kimmy and I to, to their wedding. <laughs> and Olivia, happy. you should come too, honestly. Thank you. Olivia I'm ready. Must be I, mean, I will go so far as to officiate your wedding for you. <gasps> I People would probably love it. Olivia, you would be an excellent officiant. The wisdom. Oh I was fishing for that compliment, so but, I'm glad you came like, Seriously, I would be very happy to have you officiate yeah. whatever I do okay. officially. Yeah. You're super I'll duper start, wise. I'll get online certified soon, and then I'll, I'll be ready. I keep being a little offended that no friends have asked me to officiate their weddings yet. Because like, yeah. I think I'd I honestly think I'd kill it. You'd kill it too, Liza. And you'd imbue it with some humor, and I would really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. It's my dream. It's going to happen. Well, if I ever get there, I'll let you know. It will come to you. That's what Jeff I officiated a wedding in the fall, and I was so fucking jealous. And But I really gave him a lot of feedback on his, on his, you know, whatever. It's a speech. I don't know what you say, what you call it. Is it a sermon? Oh. Something. Service. Sir- yeah. yeah. We, we workshopped that shit. It was great. Uh-huh. Remarks. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess it turns out we've never been to a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> None uh. of us have ever gone to a wedding and dealt with all the logistics of getting there and yeah I actually went to a very lovely wedding recently my very good friend from home Emma she got married it was super cool they rented out this like plant shop it was in LA it was so lovely so like actually full of love instead of just like being a stressful wedding so I just want to shout that out I was like oh weddings can be cool Great. Mm. great. It looked great, so great. nice on on the iGram. I descended from yeah. my like weird iGram um boycott to to look at Kimmy's Instagram stories <laughs> because Emma's like the loveliest person and her so was her now husband, just sweet sweet people yeah. and they're both like very uh, Emma's very like aesthetically gifted. She so is it was like beautiful. My Emma, like the amount of messages I received. Okay, I'm like, going to embarrass her. She's so beautiful, but like doesn't even have to try. Like, the amount of messages I got from people just been like, holy shit. Like, why isn't she the most famous model? She's, She's like, most... French girl beautiful. Jesus. Like, it's yeah. with no makeup and, like, jeans and a t-shirt. She's the most beautiful. She She's wore so pretty. a white Rachel Comey jumpsuit that she had found just in her size, but, like, through, like, eBay or some other way. Like, she found – it was just, like, all this, like, magical, like – not manic pixie dream girl, but like a better version of that shit that I could never cobble together and then like be beautiful in. Like she was just perfect, perfect. They're so hip, chic, chic, chic. Chic, was, say yeah. lovey. Okay, um, Olivia, back yeah. to your date number eight. Date I remember eight. I struggled with this with Kenny and myself. Date and eight rhyme, so you know. Guys, should the title of this episode be date D 
eight T E. Like D E I G H T. No, like the letter D, the number oh, eight. Absolutely. T-E, date. Well, no, somebody you just well, need it's D and it would just be like D eight. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, it'll just that be would date. take care D- of it. Date eight. Date. Um, you guys are way smarter than me. We are all very smart women who support each other and tell each other when each other are a little bit off. I do feel the need. Tell me if you think I should cut this out, but I do feel the need to confess something to the airwaves, which is that I'm drunk and you guys are not. And there is a reason and it is a professional 51 first dates related reason that I am drunk and you guys are not. But I just feel super shame. So I'm telling everyone. I'm buzzed. I'm buzzed. buzzed. I'm not worried. However, we just recorded an episode with Savannah Engel, who was a guest on an early episode of 51 first dates. She's like a hilarious woman from Mississippi. We recorded with her and her sister, and they both like to drink the brown water, aka whiskey, and kept refilling my glass. And I was like trying to be polite and cool, and also I like drinking. So it's it's later night here on the East Coast. However, that episode is forthcoming, and it is a fucking hoot and a holler. But I I have a buzz, and you guys don't. And I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you shouldn't be embarrassed. There's no shame. <laughs> All right, that's it. That <laughs> was my one title: hoot and a holler. Hoot and a holler. Hoot and a holler. <laughs> oh yeah yeah However, i'm just here chugging my kombucha to try to catch up yeah you know and then i did a little bit of drunk cooking and here we are no problem um olivia do you want to tell us a little yeah. bit about your date do you want to play do you have a taxi cab confession mm, i do yes um yeah i'm trying to think i think this one i recorded mm, oh yeah i recorded it like uh and i sent this like frankly for the podcast and for all of my um real life friends too so I think I start with no context. So the con- I've been texting them before. The context is this guy and I went out on a first date to this bar in uh, in the financial district in New York. It's called uh, like the Cauldron, and it's basically uh, what would be a Harry Potter themed bar if they actually got like copyright access to Harry Potter. So it's like a Harry Potter knockoff bar, kind of. And that's what is maybe I have not been, but I have so many questions about that. And if you know any more about that, too, I'm like, how did they how are they allowed to do this? But anyway, yeah, uh, it's it's like very distinctly not actually anything Harry Potter. Like nothing. It's just like witches and wizards. Okay. It's like <laughs> sort of the thing. It's like just like a magic bar. So that felt appropriate for Halloween. Perfect. I just got back from my date with Harry Potter guy. Uh, it was more of like a magic themed bar, not necessarily Harry Potter. But, you know, this guy was like, fine. We had a a good dinner for like, you know, dinner drinks. But I'm having this weird thing happen where I'm having trouble assessing like if I actually like a guy or if I'm kind of just at the point where I'm like doing a pretty good job picking normal people to go on dates with. And I'm like pretty good at having a conversation that's kind of fun for like an hour and a half with anybody. Um, So like, yeah, probably most dates are going to be a pleasant night. Like, I'm having trouble differentiating between when I actually like somebody and when I'm just like, oh, yeah, we could have, like, a fun Friday night together, which, I don't know, it's probably the case for most people that, like, we could have a fun Friday night together. I don't know if you guys have ever felt that, like, you just feel like you're sort of, like, account managing a date. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. You see, I've crowdsourced some ideas at the end of that one. (laughs) So everyone can write in. (laughs) Yes, everyone can write in. Wait, this, I relate to this so hard. I feel like I was just ferociously nodding and like taking little notes but I I uh, it's so tricky to actually answer that question I feel like 
so tricky. Especially when you're going on a lot of dates. I felt yeah. like for me it was – yeah, there was just a point where like I felt like every date I was going on was very similar and mm-hmm. that that could be a good thing because I wasn't having these like terrible experiences but it was also – it yeah. I'm not, I think well, it clouded my vision of what I was actually looking for in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I think also as a, an outside observer who I feel like knows both of you pretty decently well at this point, uh, you're both really socially gifted. So that's tricky because, no, I mean, you guys, we both, just, listeners, you can't see, but they you. both just made a like, no, me face or like hand gesture. You both are. You're both very skilled at talking to people, connecting with people. Like, I think it's, you know, your your social like graces are huge strong suits that you guys both have. But that can be tricky because if you can, if you have the ability to carry on like a nice conversation with everyone, it does because become this thing of like, well, what's more than that? Like what stands out from that? Yeah, it's really true. And like I was talking, I use the phrase like account managing at the end of that uh, confessional. And basically it's like, I use that because like I and like a number of my friends work in like sales or sales adjacent roles where like literally your whole job is like trying to like be entertaining and sort of like connect with people and to make these like conversations that could be uncomfortable feel comfortable. Um, And so sometimes I feel like I just slip into that work persona on a date and it's like I am compulsively account managing this date, like not just letting it unfold into like a normal interaction. And so then it's like, yeah, I'm good at my job, so I'm good at a date for that reason. But that's actually not the same as like figuring out if you like somebody or not. Mm. So that's been a bit of a weird trend recently. That's interesting because I am dating someone in sales and like once in a blue moon, I'll be like, what if you're just so good at selling me that you're into me? Like, uh, mostly I'm over that at this point. But like, truly, I think like he also like when he was newer to New York did not hate going on dates and helped to meet pe- it helped to meet people. And like he I want to ask him now if he felt like it was account management sometimes. It's <laughs> just yeah, like, ask him. Yeah, it's very interesting. We can get him to to spill some beans on that. But I, it's tough. And I think like on top of that, the podcast makes it additionally probably account management feeling I mean you're going to record something (laughs) after and you're going to speak about it somewhere else um I wonder if we should do the categories rapid fire yeah do it I know I think yeah always torturing Olivia and our listeners but nobody's complained yet or been really positive yet so we'll just we'll just fly through them no like word association okay-esque quick all right so Andy Anderson detective work how much googling did you do none Great. Liza, I can I can fly through them. As per usual, I am behind on pulling them up. I need to have a I need to have them flagged better in my phone. I will work on this, but you do the second one. <laughs> um text <laughs> communication skills with a Z. <laughs> I realize we have <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. Uh he's a bit of a terse texter, but like mm. oh. Okay. I just so, find that unattractive, but yeah. So like yeah. five. <laughs> five. Out of ten? Okay. Out of ten. Oh, perfect. Oh. I feel proud that I got that. Okay, Liza. Date venue and how many dicks. So this is a very specific date venue. It's almost like a mix between a bar and an, and an activity date. Yes, although we did not do the activity date. So, okay, so for listeners, what this is, is like there's this part of the financial district in Manhattan, which like for 
if you don't live here, it's not like a normal place to be going out. Like it's kind of a weird place to go out. In fact, great point. Um, but there's it's very like, officey. Everyone it's works really there. Office-y. No one hangs out there. Yeah. It's like dead at night. But I actually didn't realize this. But on one street called Stone Street, there's actually like ten really cool bars that all mm-hmm. had like outside seats and it was sort of like October festy. Um, and so. I don't know why this guy, I'm trying to remember why we ended up going there. I wouldn't have just randomly been like, let's go to a Harry Potter bar. Um, I think maybe we were, oh, I have some picture of me on, on my profile. That's like, this is weird, but it's me uh, as if I am riding a flying broomstick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like I must see this at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah so that is a good conversation starter as it turns out um and so and it, it's like not a harry potter picture it's a picture it's a little odd i was like hiking somewhere in the philippines and the tour guide like made us uh use these little broomsticks for a photo can you guys see it if i show you oh, oh my wait, God. that's so fun yeah <laughs> That's so cute. Thank you. So yeah. Um, so this guy would like started a conversation being like, where'd you find a broomstick in the Philippines or like in the mountains or something? And then we had a bit of a conversation about Harry Potter. And then I was just like, oh, have you heard of this, this Harry Potter bar? Like I'm getting aggressively Instagram targeted by them. And he was like, no, but we should go. And I was like, all right, what are you doing tomorrow? And he was like, going to a Harry Potter bar at 730. See you there. I'm like, okay. So then we went. Okay. So yeah, so I think neither of us are like crazy big Harry Potter fans, but it was just like funny to go somewhere that was so weird um, as a place. I'm going to propose a new category right now that I think could apply even if you were not at a Harry Potter bar. If you had to guess, what would his house be? Like Slytherin, Ooh. Gryffindor, Rising. I, I like to do the like, I literally don't even know what it's called in astrology, but you know how you have a rising oh, rising yeah, sign. Is that what it's literally called? That's what yeah. it's called. So, yeah, okay. So like – I, I don't know. I'm a Ravenclaw Slytherin rising, I would say. Like, I'm Ravenclaw according to the test, but I'm Slytherin rising because, yeah. That's your per- – okay. Got <laughs> it. I would say I'm probably Ravenclaw Hufflepuff rising. Which I'm not I could probably. 100% see that. I knew you were a Ravenclaw. I had a Thank feel. you. I knew you were. <laughs> <laughs> we knew. We're nerding out. This is a Harry Potter podcast now. Just <laughs> Guys, like, should it be? I'm very into <laughs> I don't it. think I know enough, but I do like this. So if you had to guess what he was. Wait, Liza, what are you? Important. The the Pottermore test gave me Ravenclaw. I think yep. I'm probably a Ravenclaw Hufflepuff rising. I do. Yeah, I think welcome. so, too. Yeah. It's a good okay. one to be. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a, I I wish I were more Hufflepuff. I feel like the Hufflepuffs are mellow mellow AF. <laughs> no, that's an, that's like a hot take. Most people are like, "Ew, Hufflepuff." No, I think they're stoners. Their house, their common room is near the kitchen. Hufflepuff. There's a whole theory that Hufflepuffs are like the stoner house. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I've never heard that, but I'm so glad I know it now. Guys, I'm going to reveal some really intense truths on this episode, which is that like I am a disgusting Harry Potter freak. Oh my god! I'll give you some Harry Potter podcast recommendations after. Oh my god! Have you? Oh my god! I love Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Have you listened to that one? No. I okay. Don't. Whatever. We'll talk about this offline. But I do really love Harry Potter, and I'm very excited about this new category. Join the secret Facebook group. We'll talk about Harry Potter podcast. Yes. Yes. However, okay. Wait. First, before we go to the new category, how many how many dicks would you give this venue for a date? Mm, okay. So we didn't. So okay. What Kimmy meant earlier when she said it's an activity date and bar. There's basically like the first level is just a bar. But then the second level, I guess, like, you go upstairs to it and you are given, like, a cloak and a wand and you're sort of, like, running around, like, tapping shit and making potions or something. I don't really get it. (laughs) Tapping shit and making potions. (laughs) Yeah. 
I don't know. I guess you're probably making potions. So uh, we didn't do that. We just like went to the bar. Um, and for the most part, it's like a normal bar that's just like decorated kind of like witchy and Halloween-y. Um, and then it's like they do kind of like weird things. Like the, all the menu titles is like elven bread or like um, <laughs> like you basically like the, the drink orders. You would go and like um, all like the drink orders would be like, you know, like uh, – double double toil and trouble and then it'd just be like six point fall crap like (laughs) (laughs) or it'd be like you know blah 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 centaur's blood harpoon like it was just (laughs) (laughs) that's like delighting me i don't know why i love it it was delightful it was so funny to me and like the way that you got your drinks i mean it was very odd it was like your waiter would give you like a wand and then you had to go up to the bar (laughs) losing my mind sorry okay and and then and then naturally you had to go up to um the tree of life and the tree of life is just a giant fake tree kind of in the middle of the bar and you like poke a little sensor i guess with your wand and then it like fills up your beer cup with elixir (laughs) or whatever (laughs) Oh my god! I like. I now need to go. I'm. I don't know why this is cracking me up so much. I truly feel like I'm high, and I'm not a Hufflepuff, nor am I high. So it, like, it's a funny concept. Like, and just I. I think if you go with somebody who's a good sport, which he was, like, it was totally fine and funny, and like a good icebreaker. But then yes. it's like very witchy uh, and stuff. But then um, also there is a giant projector screen on which you could play Mario Kart. Huh. Which was a lot of themes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of themes going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it sounds like it could be a good, you know, I don't know. It's it's a thing, which I think can be helpful, especially if the date's not going great, which it sounds like yours went went fine, but it's like it is a thing you can talk about. I don't know. How many dicks would you give it? Mm, What is it? It's out of five. Um yeah. Three and a half is it's fun vibe. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you think his sign is? Or sorry, house. So he he was self he told me he took the Pottermore quiz and he was Hufflepuff, but he was really embarrassed by it. Oh, okay. What do you think his rising was? This is you get to decide. Maybe Sliv. Yeah. Sliv. Some people are very upset. I was I was traveling back from a trip with school friends this late this summer and a friend who had never taken it took it, got Slytherin, and was like, No. And then another friend who was a Slytherin was like, No, it's something to be proud of. So well, if you go back to the Sorting Hats songs, Slytherin is all about ambition. Mm-hmm. It has a negative connotation, but I think the Slytherins are, they know what they want. They're tough, oh. no-nonsense broads. That's a really good reminder. I like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Lust at first sight? Yes or no? No. He was, he was like, attractive, but he wasn't, like, immediately, like, my, I wasn't, like, so with him. But he was cute. Okay. I'm starting to realize, like, I don't know, Olivia, how you feel about that. But for that question, most of mine would have been, like, no, no. Even maybe Most with my would have been no. I would say like um, maybe five out of forty would be a yes if I had to estimate. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, and I didn't even go on forty, but like I have been on forty dates, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, Ross, get test. Did your date ask you at least one question about yourself? That was not a typical date question. Our back. Yes, I would say question asking wasn't a strong suit. Like they're all fairly basic. Um, but yeah, yeah. But he did. Okay. We got to refine that Roskit test. We are no Bechdel test yet, but it's still fun to say Roskit. Sounds <laughs> terrible. Okay. Uh, Rose and um, Thorn. Sorry, Eliza. Just totally, totally got selfish there. Rose, you high, it. Thorn, low. 
Um, okay, Rose. I mean, the bar thing is just so funny. Like waving these little wands around. That's funny. Like <laughs> it's just never gonna be not funny to be waving wands around. Like yeah. everyone's drinks is coming out with like dry ice inexplicably coming off them. Like everything <laughs> about all of this magic shit was so funny. Um, so I like that. I guess that's my suggestion is like go do something weird for first date. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thorn, I mean, at one point, our magic wand broke, so... Well, that's that sort a thorn. Of, that broke the spell a bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would they just give you another one? Like, what happens then? They were just like, our waiter was like, um, we need to wait a little bit to see if the pixies will come by and sprinkle their dust on the tree to make it come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> Guys, okay. I kind of want to be a waiter here. See, I'm more like, I kind of never want to go here now. So wait, how how seriously did these bartenders take themselves, though, when they said these things? Were they tongue-in-cheek or were they serious? It was, like, a bit tongue-in-cheek. Okay. Um, but, like, kind of a, in a way that was, like, I don't know, like, whenever our waiter came up to us, he'd be like, good evening, magical beings. <laughs> truly dying i haven't cracked up like this in so long i don't know why good evening magical beings and then like when we he when he like escorted us over to the tree of life um he'd be like okay now uh a couple things you have to do to make sure the tree is willing to help you tonight and then i'm like okay and he's like you must you know first you must make sure your glass is properly you know pushing the spigot up or whatever just like making sure the tap is working and i was like (laughs) And then you must make sure your wand is properly touching this mark on the tree and it's the sensor. And then he's like, and lastly, you must think very dirty thoughts. And then <laughs> <laughs> like, did someone slip me an edible? Oh my because God. Jesus. It's so funny. And so then like, as I'm like getting this, like I'm like getting a beer, I'm like holding this wand and the waiter's like, dirtier, dirtier. <laughs> oh no. Like, no. Oh, my God. So funny. It was so, so, so funny. I was dying. No, it's very funny. Like, sexual then. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be holding this wand anymore. Oh, my God. These are all kids we, like, went to acting school with. A hundred percent. I, my internship brought the whole program, like, the undergrads and the grad interns this summer to an escape room. I fully ran into someone who, like, Liza may have been someone we went to acting school with you know like really I was like these are all like no but like I was like these are maybe maybe I know this person like these people are all doing what Liza and I were doing so I don't want to shit on them but like Mm -hmm. it's tough out there it's tough out there but it's also so funny (laughs) I'm having flashbacks to going to Salem Massachusetts because I grew up in Massachusetts like sometimes around Halloween time and it's just like a wild place where people are witches actually people believe they are witches there and yeah yeah it had it had salem vibes for sure it was like everybody pretended like they were being a bit tongue-in-cheek but like also do think they're witches maybe yeah (laughs) okay guys this is the most appropriate halloween date in the entire world i want to watch hocus pocus after this this is like i know olivia props jeez we honestly didn't ask her to do this she's just a genius (laughs) producer and nailing it you gotta be seasonal with your dates you know yeah on theme killing it um okay what was the most rom-com moment Hmm, most rom-com moment. Um, I don't know. That's a hard question. This didn't feel rom-com. This just felt like Harry Potter. Yeah, um, I what, feel maybe, like... What was the most magical moment? Would be what maybe. was the most magical moment? Yeah. Hmm, most magical moment. Um, 
Uh, well, I said that category, but I don't have a good answer. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. I guess can, we... life is good. <laughs> like, I feel like we did get like delicious. Like the food there, I will say the food there is pretty good. So Oh, that's good to know. Which, which is very surprising for a pop-up theme bar, but it was great. What is the food? Is it also like themed? It's like vaguely British. No, the actual food oh. is not um, – it is not actually magically themed, but like it would be like <laughs> – a Beyond Meat burger, and then it would be like bewitched ketchup or something. Like, okay. <laughs> again, just whoever made all these names up, uh, just shout yeah. out to them. Okay. It was quite loosely themed. And for our quick wrap up, PG, PG 13 or R rating? PG. Okay. I, I did a little like, hmm, because of the dirtier, dirtier, but like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was PG-13 with that waiter, for sure. No, yeah, that waiter was elevated a bit. <laughs> um, okay, in hindsight, would you rather have spent this night with friends, alone, or on this date? It was fun and funny. Like, it was an easy Friday night. Good to hang. Yeah. Okay. And then would you accept or give this rose? I feel like we kind of know this, actually. Or not. I think for this one, I would go out with him if he asked me out again, but I wouldn't ask him out again. Yeah, which is like kind of a shitty way to think about it. But I was like, I didn't really care if I saw him again or not. But like, maybe I would have gone out one more time if he seemed really into it. So I don't know. We'll I see. think that's incredibly relatable. Like, yeah, you know, anyone yeah. who's out there doing a lot of dating, sometimes you feel that way. Like, I would give it another shot, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, <laughs> yeah, give it another shot. Yeah. Okay. And as I mentioned, I just felt like, did I just? I came out of the date being like, did I just account manage that whole date? Like, yeah. It, it was mm. Yeah. So, well, firstly, who won the date? This is the last category. Our waiter, our magical being waiter. 100%. Dirtier, dirtier, dirtier. Dirtier, dirtier. <laughs> but then speaking of like the conversation, like, like how did you feel? Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Oh, like about my conversation with this guy. Yeah. Like what was the, what was the general? Yeah. Like, I feel like this, this thing is, the categories touch mostly on this bar because it's cray. So yeah. like, yeah. Give us a little about, Flavor about him. the connection. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, – so, like, he he's, like, from New England, as am I. Like, he went to college near where I grew up in Massachusetts. Um, and so, like, we had a number of, like, easy jumping off points to talk about conversationally. So And, like, we were both good at talking to strangers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think they're just, like a, – a, uh, he was a little bit, I, I would say, probably, like, arrogant – um in very subtle ways but like um I don't know he was like really into talking to me about like his family's business and how like he and all of his siblings worked for them and stuff and like and I found it like a little annoying to be talking so much about like your dad's company um yes sorry yeah that was it was was off-putting to me um and he just like he just didn't seem like particularly interested in me like he he (laughs) would like he would sort of ask like very um like pat or like rote return questions like Mm -hmm. uh rather than anything interesting follow-up wise or like asking any sort of like more like emotional or like specific questions of me um so all that I was like you're fine but like I don't know. I didn't find him to be that funny either, which is like very important to me. I feel like you just identified though our our unidentified categories of the Roskett test, which is for people unfamiliar with the Bechdel test. It's a test used to kind of identify how women are portrayed in screenplays. So like, oh my God, I'm going to mess it up, but I won't. Is there a woman with a name? Does she talk to another character? 
who is a woman, woman in the scene. Right. And do, do they talk about something other than a man? But there's like a another little bit that I'm forgetting. I think it's if there's two if there's two female named characters named. who talk to each other about something other than a man. Yes. Yeah. So it can't and, be like a woman with a name ordering a coffee from yes, a barista. Like it has to be, you know, um, has to be like but I think what you just said, Olivia, like, are they just the rote standard questions is like what we kind of were asking about. But like another cat, like what you just mentioned, are did he ask you anything emotional? And then did he ask you a follow up? I feel like those are also like identifiers of like, yeah, it's so silly. But I feel like we keep coming down to this thing of like, and it's hard for me to do even in networking, even in like friendship making as an adult at grad school. It feels like. Asking questions is the key to life. <laughs> Sorry, that was way too serious. I must be the waiter at the Harry Potter bar. But um, <laughs> I just feel like there's something ugh, so important about like the way people ask questions yeah. and pay attention. Well, I feel like it also speaks to listening, you know, like especially in the follow-up questions. Like I feel like smart follow-up questions are a, a sign that someone's listening to you and like internalizing what you're saying and like uh processing it in their mind not just being like okay we talked about siblings let's talk about this you know yeah like not just hitting kind of factual bullet points but actually being like wow how does that make you feel i mean maybe that's a little bit too like specific but oh that must have been hard for you like anything like that 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 speaks to people being able to throw the ball back to you in a way that's not like fact-based or that is a little bit more like emotional or intuitive or you know yeah like I didn't I don't just I don't want to be saying like reporting my facts at you for two hours like that's so boring and that feels so repetitive like yeah I want to be talking to somebody who can like ask deeper intellectual questions um and then yeah I think he was just like much more interested in like telling me about his self and his life which is fine it was semi-interesting but like we gotta be your circle here so yeah that was off-putting to me Um, There was also just, like, something arrogant I couldn't totally put my finger on, but, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I can't remember I read this, but just about dating and how it's, like, you – a biography dump. You just, like, dump your biography on someone or, like, they dump it – like, and I was, like, that is so accurate. And I will try to look up – it was, like, some influencer who had a blog post about ghosting, actually. Uh, I will look it up because it's it's not my thought, but I thought it was interesting. Also, though, I do recognize we just asked you for, like, a fact dump. We were like, give us the categories. But, like, maybe well, to to follow our own example, what – like, how are you generally – maybe you shared this already, but feeling about, like, going on these dates and, like, again, you, you don't ever owe us to keep going on them. And yeah. I feel like you've been also dating for so much time, like, in a very active way before you came on the podcast. So just – Yeah, just that's true. Out. Yeah. Um, hmm. So I think what I've been thinking about recently is, and I was talking to like one of my friends who like more recently started to like, kind of like specifically date, like, um, and I actually think she just called me to tell me about a date. Um, so I know. I'm we so should like, get her on the podcast. Like just live. Um, <laughs> surprise, you're the pod. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was talking to her recently actually. And I was telling her about some guy who had like gone to college with us or something who like liked me on Hinge. And I was like, oh, this is so funny. Like he liked me on Hinge. And I was like, yeah, he seems kind of like interesting and like a sweet guy. But I was like, but I was like, I'm not going to like him because ultimately I remember him from school. And like, 
I, I know I'm not attracted to him in person. Like I know I wouldn't ever want to like kiss him or yeah. sleep with him. But, like, no. Um, so I'm not going to do it. And she was like, well, is that really a requirement to like be able to have a good night with somebody like to have a, a good drink with someone? And I was like, no, it's not like, of course you can have a nice day with somebody you don't want to sleep with, but that's not what I'm like looking for. And so I did realize that like, I think probably at the beginning of starting to date a lot, I was like, I'm dating just to go on dates and like meet a lot of people and see what I like and don't like and like develop taste about what I'm looking for. And now it's like, that's not really the case. Like I'm not super just going on dates to go on dates anymore. It's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm dating much more with like an end goal in mind, um, which makes it like a bit more stressful, frankly, (laughs) I have found. Um, But that is what has changed, I think. Yeah, no, I feel like that's, again, so relatable. But I genuinely mean that every time I say it. Like, I think that's the struggle. It's like we love to preach about going on dates, change your perspective, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, I still knew I was moving away pretty much when I was doing this. So that was an added factor. And you can't like – don't construct that for yourself, anyone out there. Just like, plan a cross-country move. No. <laughs> don't. Don't. Listen. I promise. Um, it's It's possible, but it's hard. But – I do think, yeah, it, of course it becomes more stressful. And I think what you were saying to, like, we love to encourage people online dating to, like, just check it out, check that person out in person. But if you've already met that person in person and you know that you're not attracted to them in that way, you honestly shouldn't waste your own time or their time by going out again. Like, right. I understand your friend's point and because I, I feel like it's what we love to preach. But, no, it's actually, like, a huge thing to finally, like, know what you're looking for because it helps you filter out. Some yeah, people like you now know you're looking for something more yeah. serious. I would say, or like just yeah, no, I I certainly am like yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah, and ugh, yeah. it does make it fucking harder. Like, <laughs> and again, you can take breaks from dating, but like never yeah. let the podcast be a thing like this. But I don't know. It's just it's really tricky. It's really tricky to date first and foremost. And sometimes I think when we think about it or talk about it more or are intentional, yes, it makes us change habits, but it also so much thinking about it, as we've said before, can make it kind of more stressful and just like mm. what is going on here. Yeah. Like, Although, also, yeah, good. I just think sometimes labeling things, like labeling things that you want in life can be both really powerful and really scary. Because I think that when you don't I've been talking about this in therapy a lot, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Such a millennial New York piece of shit. But like, but when you are when you are able to tell yourself the story that you don't care what happens, which sometimes that's true and sometimes that's a lie. Like most of my 20s, I was like, eh, whatever happens, happens. And I'm going to follow my instincts. It's going to be OK. And I'm starting to get to a point where I don't feel that way, where I'm feeling pressure to make more decisions about my own life, which is kind of new. Mm. And I've been like admitting a lot of those things in therapy. And it's been it's very scary to be like, I want X because then once it's labeled, it feels pressured to get to that. But also it's powerful or whatever. My therapist keeps telling me that. I don't know that I believe her. (laughs) I always believe her. I miss her. Sorry. I know. She's amazing. (laughs) That's exactly what it feels. It feels like on the one hand, I'm like, I know what I'm looking for. I have very clearly defined like standards of what I'm looking for. And and I was talking to some other like single friends this weekend who I was with. And we were like, we are grateful for being like doing a lot of dating in like our later twenties. Cause I feel like I'm very easily able to be like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Like mm-hmm. things I want and do not want, which is great. 
and I'm like less, I like put up with a lot less like shit than I think I used to. But um, the other thing about that is like, it feels a little bit lame to be like, I'm looking for something really serious. And like, yes, I do deeply want to be in a relationship right now. Like that does feel like a little bit scary to be like, ah, mm. like once you've named it, it's like, that's what you want. Like that feels um, like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of uh, chit chat in like media and stuff about like, it's kind of like lame for women to like really admit that you want to be in a relationship. Like there's something cool about not wanting that. And it's like, no, yeah. I do. <laughs> and, and I shouldn't feel embarrassed by it, but ugh. it's a little bit weird sometimes. No, yeah, I we're believe. taught we have to like be like we don't need this, but, 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 but like it's okay to want what you want. <laughs> yeah, and it's so it's actually very brave. Oh, okay, I'm trying to think of how to word this. I think it's very brave. Like I, society tells us as women, like in a way that we really need to find a partner, especially as like straight women, like dating men, like that you need to find a partner in like Disney movies and stuff. But at the same time, now I feel like society is like no, you don't need someone. You'll read a cool article on The Cut about someone who, like, didn't get married till they were 49 and, like, are they're so cool. They're always, like, an artist and they have a mansion in a palatial apartment in New York. That's more accurate. And it's like, I want to be that woman. And for so long, being single forever, I was just like, well, the unattainable thing that I don't have of being in a relationship means that I'm somehow less than and I don't even believe in the Disney movies and blah, blah, blah. But I actually think it was really hard for me to just admit that I wanted to be in a relationship for actually most of my life because it felt a little bit uncool even though the other part of me was craving it and was undervaluing my worth as a human because I wasn't in a relationship. I know this is a lot. It's like I can't articulate it. It was like these two forces at odds. And sometimes I even think about, you know, totally separate from I could be in any relationship right now. And I'm like, am I somehow a less cool person? Because like – yeah. Being independent is it, I was fine at it. Like it's it, yeah. I don't know. It's but like I think I it's really my life. I and I think you're totally right. Like those two opposing forces of like it's so uncool to admit that's what you want. Uh but also that's what you're told your whole entire life that you should want. Um mm-hmm. it's a weird yeah. feel. It feels like to me um sort of the same thing as like uh like the no makeup makeup look where like yes. <laughs> like yes. you are always supposed to look as like beautiful and fresh and like acneless as you would look with this like full beautiful face of makeup but you are never supposed to admit to like watching youtube videos to learn how to do makeup and you are also actually supposed to be spending like thousands of dollars on skincare to look like that way mm-hmm. um and so like that the, the metaphor isn't perfect but no <laughs> but it's it's also like. with the photoshop thing like versus no photoshop it's the, all the same thing or like plastic surgery no like you're a woman women can do what they want but also like those all feel in the same world. I get what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a pretty fucking good metaphor. I mean, it's it's part of the uh, underlying thing that like it can be hard to win as a woman. Not not that that's not the right word. Not win, but it can be hard to succeed in the eyes of both the world and yourself. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it does feel like a little bit of a trap or a catch twenty two, where it's like you can do what people expect of you, and be a certain way but sacrifice maybe something of yourself or you know it's yeah it's it makes you think tricky. of women in politics too not to actually go there but like i feel like that's yeah, been yeah, i was just gonna go there it's yeah. so right we can go there i mean we've gone there plenty of times <laughs> yes 
I was thinking it was like it was like how nobody likes how Hillary Clinton talks about how hard she worked and how much ambition she has and then like that she had to be deliberate about getting the things she wanted. Mm-hmm. Like that is what exactly what dating to me right now feels like. It's like embarrassing that I'm having to like be deliberate about getting what I want, but like that's where we're at. So Yeah. yeah. Oh like, my I- gosh. This is Olivia, always with the wisdom. I'm just like, <laughs> oh man, we gotta break this shit down. <laughs> like truly. A lot of good metaphors going on. I like yeah, the and it's the same thing of like, you know, we especially on this podcast, we tell everyone so much to be proactive, but then also it's not like, quote unquote, air quotes, cool to be proactive. Like it truly is. It's a lot of losing. It's a lot of like not being able to nail the balance and very, very hard to do it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Should we take a Oy. quick break and then we will yeah. come back and do a, a ghosting spiel? Yes. <laughs> Spooky. So spooky. (laughs) And we're back after that little break. Okay, so to get onto the topic of ghosting, we've had many feelings on this before. We've definitely had a whole episode about it, but I just thought it would be interesting to explore it, you know, for spooky Halloween time from the other side, like times we've ghosted even when it's very inappropriate. We're not endorsing ghosting. Uh, But first and foremost, I have – previously expressed how much I think this term is overused and how often I think what people call ghosting is just bad manners or bad behavior and that's fine. I just, I hate, I hate these cute little terms. I hate them. I hate them, but I like them, but I hate them. So I thought we could rapid fire go around and say what we think ghosting is. One, two, three. Um, Who wants to start? (laughs) It's school now. Wait, you can, because I'm confused if you think ghosting is used um, when people are are you saying you think ghosting is overused? I am. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, so I think ghosting is overused because I don't think you've I, – I have a couple problems. I think ghosting is like you're exiting something without acknowledging that you're exiting it. And I don't think you can do that like before you've met in person, for example, just because oh, you've texted. Totally did. I guess you're technically exiting the text chat. I don't think you can – it counts as like – ghosting if like the one I wrote a story way back about ghosting for Elite Daily and it was like because it was the first time I was like oh that actually happened to me it was three months of seeing someone who was like really like into me at first and then like a let's talk about this concert date and then a sudden like three week silence and then I followed up on it like somewhere in that three weeks and then he was like uh maybe and I actually forget exactly what happened but it was like he was going to ghost me but I followed up on it and it felt inappropriate given the level of like intimacy we'd reached and like everything how like willing he'd been to just be around I I don't know it was like oh this is what happens someone truly just like disappears I don't yeah. like the term in another way because ghosting suggests to me like ghosts are haunting they come back and haunt you and then that's like got its own term, breadcrumbing. It's just like ghosting now covers anything bad manners. People are like, I got ghosted by my long-term partner. I'm like, that's not ghosting. That is like a fucking asshole. So That's stupid. like abandonment. Yeah, yeah, that's abandonment. So that's my problem with ghosting. I think ghosting can only happen if you're like – like I honestly – I still – I'm sorry. I don't think you can ghost after a first date even like – I guess I just fucking hate the term, so who knows? I guess if you don't reply, you're ghosting technically. But it's really like once you've established some sort of relationship, so I feel like there's not a date mark, but you've got something going on beyond just like meeting on an app, texting. Like there's some clear ignoring of the other person. 
that's my okay that's my I agree. yeah I totally agree with you I I think it's like you have some kind of emotional responsibility to the other person and then you disappear which again like I don't think usually you have that after a first date this yeah it might be a controversial opinion but I think that if you don't you know I don't know not replying to a text okay so you go on a first date you text someone, had a great time, thanks so much, would love to see you again. The other person never text, texts you back. I think that's bad manners. Like, I don't think it's ghosting. Agreed. But I think if you've yeah. been on four or five dates, was like if, if you are getting to a point where you feel some kind of emotional connection with someone and you feel like they have some kind of responsibility for your emotional, uh, for, for the, to, to protect the connection you two have built up, then I think it's ghosting. And yeah, if it's, if it's a really long-term relationship and they disappear, then it's, psychopathy (laughs) yeah talk about fucking spooky yeah that's the spookiest what do you think nothing to add okay all right cool i I, I disagree i agree i don't think you can ghost after a date i think like it's shitty manners if you stop responding but i've done it and i don't think i've like ghost i don't think that's ghosting no i think it's like yeah you kind of get it i think it's really polite to say no I, you know, I had a good time too, but I don't see it going anywhere. I don't want to see you again. I think if you skip that text, it's shitty, but it's not ghosting. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I exactly how Ghosting it is like you've reached a level where you both have reasonable expectations that you'll see each other again. Mm-hmm. I think. And ghosting. Interesting. Yeah. And I think like. Okay. I think that. that's a key, honestly. Like yeah. reasonable expectations that you will see each other again. And again is also a key word in that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Can I please tell my shitty ghosting story where I was the oh, shitty yeah. ghoster and you guys can tell me if it was ghosting or not based on the definition we've just laid out. Ooh, yes. Okay. Several years ago, maybe like eight years ago or something, I was visiting a friend who was in grad school in a city that is not New York. I'm going to try to like spare identifying details because it's embarrassing for me and for this friend and for this person that I ghosted. Uh, I was visiting a friend, spent a weekend with her in this other city. And I had she had been telling me about her her friend. We're going to call what's a good fake name. Someone pick one. Jessica. <laughs> no, it's a man's name. Not that it ma- oh, uh, has to be gender normative. Okay. Um, Samuel. Samuel. <laughs> Thank you. OK, so she's been no telling names. me about her friend. He doesn't know any man's name. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> any, any female men. or male names. <laughs> I, just went, I was totally unclear. Oh my I was trying to be so, creative, but it was not working. <laughs> Samuel is perfect. So uh, she had been telling me about our friend Samuel for a year. She was like, you guys have really hit it off. Like, I just think you guys have a lot in common, blah, blah, blah. So I go to this city to hang out with her. And she's like, oh, you should meet Samuel. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, you've always told me. And it, not in a romantic way. Like, she wasn't trying to say that in a romantic way. She just was like, I just think you guys would get along. Whatever. We meet. We really hit it off. Yada, yada, yada. We have a one-night stand. Please feel free to judge me. I think it's like almost my only one night stand Eliza, um, no, 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 no. don't we, worry we are pro okay. sexuality podcast pro also, even though i'm just like oh my god i hope my mom's not listening but it's okay uh she would honestly probably be proud so yeah so we you know hook up we have like some pretty deep conversations like we, again we have a really close mutual friend we do we are very similar people we talk about our feelings we're this or that, that we have this whole thing and he was like, I really like you. Like, I'm going to come to New York and visit you. Is that like, how, how would you feel if I came to New York and visited you? I was like, totally. Yeah. Like, that'd be really fun. By the way, I should have given the background that I was like two or three months out of my first ever relationship. I was basically like an emotional disaster, super depressed, like really like one of the weirdest, like lowest points I've ever been in my life was when this all happened. So... 
I come back to New York and he starts texting me and being like, oh, like, when can I come visit? And I just couldn't handle the idea of him coming to visit for whatever reason. Like I was in such a place of like, I, and I do tend to be an avoidant person, but I just was like, I can't handle this emotionally. Like I'm in the, a couple months out from this really like trying breakup and I was like unemployed and like, we just all of this shit was going on. I felt horrible about myself. Like my self-esteem was in the toilet. Everything was bad. Blah, blah, blah. But Liza, so, we are not going to judge you. You can. I know I'm apologizing a lot. You are. But, but I basically just stopped texting him back. Oh, Full stop texting texting him back. And he texted me for a while and was like, hey, are you okay? Like, I'm worried. Like, it just was. You may I, have ghosted. I, I definitely ghosted. And it was I think shitty. you did, but I totally get it. Yeah, that's the thing. Ugh. But this is the thing. Okay, and this is something I think about when we hear ghosting stories. Is that when I think about myself in that situation where I ghosted, like, I really had to. Like, I, I didn't. I don't want to justify it, but like I was in a sh- I was in a bad place and I couldn't handle like yeah. opening myself up to someone in in the way that I think it would have been with him. Yeah. So uh, your I best think... self would have texted him. You were not in your best self place. And that would be a hard text anyway. I've We've talked about this so many times. It's so hard to like it's weird because you were more intimate than just one date. But like, fuck, I mean, by definition, yes, you ghost it. But, like, it doesn't – you didn't ruin his life. You didn't – and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and, like, he's fine. We're Facebook friends. <laughs> yeah, he knew you didn't it, die. I just feel, you know, it was just, like, one of those situations where I feel like it's a big – it's one of those big things where, like, if I could go back in time, I could have been just better. I could have just been more polite, more straightforward, you know? Yeah. You also said eight years ago. We're younger. I don't know. I think yeah. it's helpful to hear both sides of ghosting because – I personally, while dating and still in a relationship, like it's the Kimmy show and I don't think I'm like only a narcissist, but we're all like humans and I think I just kind of, I didn't expect everyone to like me, but I just expected really good treatment when I was dating and I didn't always give everybody the best treatment like in terms of like after a second date, like I was doing a literal podcast that upset a couple people like I think it's just really important to remember like we're all doing this weird thing and I know we've already said this but just I had such high standards for how people treated me and like I didn't always treat people with the highest standards so just to like think about like we're all fucking human like you just humanized like what could technically be ghosting but isn't the end of the world at all right and it really is like any time that I have done that too it is solely because of me like it is because mm. I'm guilty and because I'm too much of a wimp to say something or like I'm too stressed out to do something. Like it is only a me problem. Like mm-hmm. it has never been because of the guy or anything he did. Um, so such I feel like that is also a good reminder. It's like That is such a good reminder. It's not, not like, oh, he was so – Yeah. It's not like there's yeah. like a level at which I would then ghost versus the other person I wouldn't. No, I could like end up ghosting someone I actually felt more for than someone I did. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Yeah. So wise. Yeah. Um, do we have a listener one? That we we're do. Have? This is such an interesting listener one because this wasn't a listener who was very briefly going to be a new dater and then got in a relationship like immediately on after. the first date she went on for the podcast, which <laughs> I feel like cute. is, hey, yeah. But then, but there's an update there too, which I think is all, this is like the perfect summation of all this. Okay. Hi, Kimmy and Liza. I wanted to share a story of how I ghosted someone. Last year, I went on a second date with a guy and immediately when I got in his car, I was hit with with wit sorry with a bad whiff of bo that persisted the whole date 
It was so bad that I tried to physically stay away from him, which is not how a date should go. Since it had been a really hot day and since there hadn't been any BO on our first date, I thought I should just go on another date with him and see it if it had been a one-time issue. It was not. On our third date, we had brunch and I lost my appetite after smelling him. It was so bad. Sad face. I didn't know if I should tell him that his BO was the reason I didn't want to go on a fourth date, so I ended up ghosting him. I still feel bad, and I probably would have handled it differently today, but back then I felt it wasn't my place to tell him that he smelled bad. Sorry, I'm so mean. So I just ended up not saying anything at all. What would you guys have done? And then she said, also, I love how you guys identified me as Genevieve on the pod a long time ago. We did. She, her real name has never been said on the podcast. Um, I think it's been close to a year since I was slated to be a guest dater. That guy I got into a relationship with ended up not working out because he moved to the South. But after a break, I met my current boyfriend. Fuck yeah, Genevieve. And he's the best guy I've ever dated. And I'm still listening to the pod every week. Thank you. Thank you. But okay. So I just, it's like a weirdly like, it's someone also recently posted in the Facebook group about just like pheromone Mm. smells. Like if you just like can't get over someone's smells. I, I don't know why this was like, oh, quite literally, why should you subject yourself to this? You can't tell him it was a smell. It just but like, also like the, the temptation is there. Like it's so easily fixable that like it's like oh, he's perfect, and you could just say that one excruciatingly awkward thing and turn him into your perfect <laughs> man. Like that's very tempting. I mean, it's it's tricky because it's always hard in situations like that because I always feel like no one wants to ever tell anyone that, and I always feel like should I just be the person to tell them because their whole life could be better from knowing that they don't smell good but no one's gonna tell them at work and no one's you know like it's really really hard however no one wants to be that person either that tells them that's why like i always try to force my good friends to be like do you promise i don't smell bad do you promise i'm not this yeah but even then i don't know if they would tell me it's tough maybe you should move what do you guys think you would realistically do in this situation probably exactly what genevieve did I mean, I mean, or I would just be like, hey, you're so you're so great. I just don't really see this going anywhere. Like, best of luck. We also like had the benefit of like having phone conversations with her. And she's very I think she's more open minded than me. And like, I don't know. Bio is like it's significant. Attraction is significant. It's a thing like it's fixable. But I also feel like what if it was smelling worse to her because of some other nature thing? I don't know. I I would never tell him even if I should. Yeah, I maybe wouldn't ghost but i would ghost probably three years ago i would have ghosted four years ago yeah for sure yeah i think i would just cut it off i don't i cannot imagine a universe in which i say i can only go on a fourth date with you if you apply some deodorant in my presence and promise to shower that morning like <laughs> no and that becomes like what guys i feel like are horribly saying to women like on apps sometimes and those screenshots get posted in our group like Men and women shouldn't be telling each other what to do. Like, if you're not a match, you're not a match. Right. If it's not for you, then you got to see yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's no one's job to to fix anybody or make anyone better or tell them to shower. Yeah. It's it's so true. I love that we're doing ghosting stories from the point of view of the ghost. This is like the Sixth Sense or the others. We have flipped the script. Whoa. We are the dead people. We are zombies. coming back to Hancha. Um, <laughs> spooky, spooky, I spooky. I know, because that's the thing. Go- ghosts are haunting. They don't just disappear. And I know this point has already been made by like the internet, but it's like the whole breadcrumbing, all these other fucking things. It's like, that's more ghosting. Like, ooh, I'm back to check in on you. That's spooky. Paper clipping. Yeah, paper. All this. Hey, maybe just be grateful that you got ghosted by this asshole. Like, you know, just clean cut. Yep. 
it and then show you know. someone's colors right away. They're translucent white colors. That's true. <laughs> I need to back off this theme. We love themes. Thanks for being spooky <sighs> with us, Olivia. A huge shout out to you for recording oh on a Sunday. Sundays are of spooky. Course. Very yes. spooky. Yes. Spooky Sunday. Best spooky Sunday. And for expertly like getting on a spooky date without us even asking so thank you (laughs) of course of course yeah and uh everyone listening okay you already did our all our handles and stuff at the top i was trying but you know you could still follow us we're still begging um it would be nice it would make us happy it would make us not scared not spooked if you want can we trick or treat for (laughs) a review on Apple Podcasts. I feel like we should mon- play Monster Mash to get out, but I'm sure it's copyrighted, so it's just going to be our our music. I feel like we've got 15 <laughs> seconds. Like we should know this. We'll ask. We've got 15 seconds of Monster Mash coming your Something. way. Ooh. Imagine it's playing right now. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> enjoy. We hope you have a lovely, safe, and exciting, and spooky Halloween. And we love you guys. Uh, happy Halloween. Go on a Halloween date. Yeah, go on a Halloween date. Go on a Harvard Halloween date with an eight oh. Carve a oh. pumpkin. Pumpkin carve, carve a pumpkin. A, yeah. That's a yeah. good like third date or something. Like, ooh. Make a caramel apple. Ooh, yeah. go apple picking. Guys, no, LA apple. really sucks because there's no fall here. It's that mm. really sucks. Okay. But okay. we love you. Go on a date with a pumpkin. Go on a date, carve a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs>